This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The real French people. Everyone is gone. Bye. 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 Uh, Julia, the fair starts next week and, uh, get to Cobb if you want to buy your tickets ahead of time. They are $14 at Cobb or like, and 17 at the door. Okay, that, yeah, that's a great thing. I mean, $3 a ticket. And you just go to their service center. Yeah, you go to the service counter so that they also have the discount ride and game tickets and the blue ribbon uh, bargain books, but it's at all the Cubs in, you know, greater Minnesota and Wisconsin, so... Just a little shout out to my girlfriends who are going to Pitbull with me. Don't forget to buy your advance ticket for the fair. I know. What night is Pitbull? Pitbull is the first Sunday of the fair. Oh, okay. With Iggy Azalea. And the only song I know is Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's happening. Madonna is 64 today. And Happy she, birthday, Madonna. Thank you. Go, Madonna. Go, Madonna. Yep. She. Um, Posted on Instagram. She's been busy lately. Her birthday kisses with my side biatches, and she's swapping slobbery kisses all over them. Who are who are these side bitches? Uh huh. I don't know. She didn't <laughs> say. She didn't bother to give them. That's all they got. Side okay. biatches. All right. So yeah. So anyway, that's her birthday today. Sixty four. Uh, Doesn't that seem crazy that? Yeah, when I'm 64, yeah, time just keeps marching on, you guys. And uh, Holly is Miss Calm over there about the movie, the Project Down and Dirty Film Festival, which I just think is going to sneak up on all of us. It's going to be here, and we're panicking that we need to come up with a story. Well, you guys are stressed. We're stressed about it. We didn't mm-hmm. go to film school. We don't feel as confident as we you don't, do, Holly. We don't feel as confident at all. I'm here to alleviate your stress because I feel like making a movie... In Project Down and Dirty, they're going to throw so many curveballs at us that it is just, it, it is a useless activity. Do you really be, think so? I think so. I think they're going to like be like, well, look, you need to fix this problem, this problem, this problem. You don't know what's oh, going to so be. Oh, so you think they're going to give us like five different things that need to be included or something? Yeah. You don't oh, know what it dear. is. So don't worry about it. All right. Just just be let it come to you. Well, we, I, I learned, <laughs> I, I Googled how to write a script. I did that last Short, week, how to make a movie. You did, but I took it to a, a, a more specific level today, Lori. How to make a short film with two girls and a guy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> and did Google provide? Um, yeah. Kind yeah. of. You need, a, you need a plot. Everyone continues That's to say you need an thing. idea. What you is the story you're telling? Yes. 
I I feel like we are not even going to know anything until we sit our buns down on whatever night it is and they do the kickoff thing. Okay. So just clear, right. clear minds, letting you, allowing you to relax. Serious. Don't worry about Okay, it. well, that takes a lot off the plate because suddenly we... Because we, we were like we thinking assumed, we had to come in with a story idea for our movie, our short little movie, and... We're like, oh, what is that going to be? What's that going to look like? And then we're thinking, but we got to think about the fair. We got a, a so much show for the fair. We got to think about that first. See, that's it. focus on the fair right now. Yeah. Then we'll get to the movie in a month and a half or whenever the heck is. Because I'm reading this as with Project Town and Dirty, literally from beginning to end, the entire filmmaking process is going to happen within those three, three days. days. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you have an idea. But then it might just be completely thrown out the window. So Right. So don't yeah. even sweat it. Yeah, don't sweat it. Okay. Namaste, Holly. I know, seriously, because... <laughs> where we're Julia like, got out the notepad and we I'm started like, taking notes. And we're just like, oh, God. Exterior. Two women panicking. Right. Well, totally. Two women who don't know what they're doing. Well, as and, usual. And, and, and not actors. Not, not very good actors. Not very good models, I might add. You guys do video content all the time. Mm-hmm. Characters. Characters. Only one that I've ever found any success with. And Julia's me. directing, po- posting things on social media. Oh. Cinematography. Uh, you're so... you, Holly, thank you. People make First movies off. on phones. Right. I know it. I know, right? And eight-year-old kids make movies. We can't be that bad at it. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. just what that story idea. That just kept... Every time we Googled it, how to make a movie... What is your what is the story you want to tell? And if it's bad, here's the Hollywood speak on it. Spin it and say it's avant-garde. Yeah, okay. I it's love satire. You. Yeah. Oh, it's satire. We're it's... shooting everything in black and white and color. <laughs> yeah. Deciding which which one we have to use. It's satire. It's going to be something. Oh, okay, well how? Uh, you had fun at the Blues Fest? Had fun at the Blues Fest. Had every kind of weather. Friday night was, it was 40 below maybe zero. the coldest Blues Fest that any of us had ever experienced. Where did that weather come from? I don't know, I mean, because crazy. when I looked at the Duluth weather, I didn't have that alert. And I ended up wearing on Friday, I ended up wearing four coats, two you know, long sleeve shirts, then four coats on top of that. And then strained to put a raincoat that that had a hood on it over all of that. I was like the little kid in a Christmas story. You can't put his arms down. down. Yeah, I was just like, I better not have to go to the bathroom, do anything. I can barely sit down in this. I had just so many layers on. How cold was it? It was, and in the bowl right on the The lake. lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like. Forty. It maybe felt like it was forty-seven, and it was, and it was kind of rainy. And, um, yeah, it was in our group. We were like, I don't know that we've had this cold of weather. Because Lake Superior, for whatever reason this year, is super, super cold. Jeez. It's super cold. Like, normally it might warm up and you'll get like a couple of 80 degrees days Days. in August. But it is just cold, cold, cold. And so the wind switched. And then... Saturday, you know, it was a little bit warmer mm-hmm. and the sun was coming in and out. And then Sunday was, beautiful. you know, beautiful until about five o'clock. And all of a sudden you looked at the aerial lift bridge and it was shrouded in fog. And this fog rolled in with cold air. Mm-hmm. And about 45 minutes later, rolled back out and it was sunshine. And then it rolled back in. It was just... 
It's funny what happens off the water. Right off Lake Superior. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But I'm sure it was uh, nice up over the hill, as they say Mm -hmm. in Duluth. 10 degrees warmer over there. It was beautiful at the cabin on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, Beautiful. Just gorgeous. Yeah. So that's the way that goes. All right. Listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Elvis for you. Of course, on this day in 1977, Elvis Presley died at the age of. 42, which he's now been dead longer than he was alive, if you think about it, 45 years ago. And uh, on this day in history, August 16th, well, Aretha Franklin died four years ago. Okay. Has it already been four years? Four years. years. Remember that, you guys? Yes. And they're doing, um, there's a special Detroit uh, uh, concert that's that's happening, um, Frida Payne from Band of Gold. So they're celebrating her in Detroit. Babe Ruth, the Sultan of Swat, also died on this day way long ago. And, of course, uh, you know, Elvis and um, my my mom always, she watches the live stream of Graceland, and so she watched the candlelight vigil, and somebody screwed up and kept calling it um, Elvis's birthday. Right. Well, that's January. That's January, and... um, you know, uh, so Priscilla Presley was on the Today Show, and a rare occasion, both Hoda and Savannah were in, sitting okay. side by side, you know, because there's been all that hot gossip of yes. those, those two uh, have some along. bad blood. Yes. I didn't really notice anything today. Okay. They seem to be on their best behavior talking to Priscilla in the jungle room. So here we go. Priscilla Presley. She's in the famed jungle room at Graceland. Priscilla, it's so good to see you. We were just hearing Joe talk about all the beautiful public displays of love and affection. But I was just thinking when you woke up this morning, today it's been 45 years, what was going through you? Oh my gosh, it's a big it's a big week, that's for sure. And uh, to see the amount of people that still come to see Elvis is un- unbelievable. We had the uh, vigil last night, the candlelight vigil, with 30,000 people showed up. Oh my gosh. So that says a lot. It's so meaningful. Mm-hmm. And of course, Elvis is timeless and ageless in so many ways. Now there's been this new movie. And mm-hmm. do you feel like there's a new generation now that's starting to discover him and discover his music? Absolutely, absolutely, and especially since the movie. I mean, what a great movie. Baz Luhrmann, I have to say, is a genius. I don't know anyone else who could have, who could have done this, this movie uh, like he did. You know, he's, Baz does his own thing. I was a little concerned at first when I, I heard that Baz was going to do the movie. I actually met him. Uh, I, I invited him to my home. We spent about four hours together. He put me a little at ease, but still I didn't know how it was going to come out. So when, um, when I saw I saw it actually with Jerry Schilling. We had a private screening, and we didn't speak. We didn't. We didn't talk at all. And at the end, we went, "Wow, this mm. is this is Elvis. Wow. Truly, that is, it su- is Elvis. that's such high praise from you to think that that's how you viewed that movie." Uh, uh, I saw the movie, and I was just thinking there were so many moments that were difficult for someone who didn't know Elvis. Okay, thanks. So yes. Jerry Schilling was like he was the youngest member of the TCB, the Elvis's taking care of business, his group of guys. I think he was 19 when he started working. So was he younger than Naomi's husband? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. He's probably in his 70s now, but he's very close with Elvis and stayed. He's also been a very good, you know, gatekeeper along with Priscilla for everything, you know, Elvis. And then we've just got 
one more cut where she does talk about Colonel Tom Parker and what she thought about him and what that whole experience was like. Oh, boy. Um, you know, it's just, the well, you know, it was about Colonel and Elvis and Elvis's dream, you know, to take his career further. He wanted to do movies and serious movies. And Colonel Parker just, you know, he should have really probably, probably stayed a publicist because <laughs> he just didn't have, he, he didn't take Elvis where he wanted to be. And that was hard because I lived it. I lived the arguments that they had. Um, I lived, you know, I was trying to explain that he didn't want to do the, the, the movies with all the girls and the beaches and everything, that he really wanted to, to do serious things. So living that with him and the, watching the movie, it brought back a lot of memories. It seems like Colonel Parker, I mean, when you watch the, when you see the movie and see the life, it seems so difficult. Almost saw, he almost saw Elvis just as a commodity, get him on stage, do whatever it takes. I was just wondering, all these years later, have you made peace with what happened with Colonel Parker? Did you ever make peace with him? Yes, I did. Um, this is, this was, there was two colonels. There was the colonel who was the manager, and there's colonel that was you know, very, very sweet and very, very nice. I mean, he took care of both his wives, the first one who passed away. He was always there for her and also his uh, his second wife as well. I was you know, had dinner with them and actually Elvis did too in Palm Springs. And so there was two sides to him, the business and, of course, the very gentle side of where he's not working and not, uh, you know, doing anything in show business, I should say. Um, but, uh, yes, there was two sides to him. And um, he, he, he was actually, I think it was more, you know, he had to live, live out what Elvis wanted to do or he promised Elvis and that was he was going to make him a million dollars and um, he wanted to live up to what he promised Elvis. And that was like a thing the first you know, for Elvis. Yeah, yeah I want to make a million dollars, you know. In, they show that in, in the movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I always just, I, you know, whatever... Uh, you may think, you know, about Priscilla Presley. I mean, she's just been an unbelievable ambassador, guardian his, for Elvis yes. and everything. And when you think about what she did with Graceland, that five years after he died, that that place opened and it's um, pretty amazing. It's that, very yeah, and that thirty thousand people came to the vigil. Vigil, yeah, in August in Memphis. Right. My mom has gone a couple times to Elvis Week and. Um, it's so hot. Right. It's so, so humid. But they have all this stuff going on. And um, it, it, again, you know, if you've never been to Memphis, I really highly recommend going to Graceland. And now that um, it used to be across from the house, the strip mall had each little store that vacated was taken over by Elvis stuff. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. 
Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. <laughs> what flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Oh, one bigger store was like all of his cars. Then the next little store was like his jewelry. Now that. it's this big complex that's right. so beautiful and well laid out and just there you know there's one whole room just devoted to the 1968 um special special and the end of the exhibit is all these rock and roll blues country people who've donated a life size well they've they've created a they've donated a, a article of clothing and then there's a life size you know, picture of them, you know, with that jacket or whatever, where they're performing, and then a short story about what Elvis meant to them. So, like, Bruce Springsteen has something in there. Dolly has something. Right. It's kind of a cool... Tribute. It's, yeah, yeah. it's it's really, really just a... Memphis. Holly, have you been? I have not. Neither have I. I mean, I feel like everyone and their mother's been, but uh, it's apparently so, There's so I, much to do. I mean, the Sun Studios is the great. The history and everything. The Civil Rights Museum. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to the Lorraine Motel. There's just, there's really a lot to do. And you could easily, I think Casey and I like went on a Saturday morning and came back on Tuesday night because we got a good deal on oh, the right. airfare and, and the hotels. Hotel. Right. Well, it'd be one Saturday. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, you can really the Stax Museum is there. It's it's a fabulous destination. But August, little bit hot, but thirty thousand people have shown up for that vigil and they come from all over the world. You hear every language. And John Stamos is your tour guide. Right, that's right. And Grayson, he's the voice giving the uh Oh, I the think tour. that sounds good. Yeah. So Anyway, Elvis right. and Rolling Stone had a big article today about how all these younger people have discovered Elvis because of the movie. I believe and it, yes. Monaskin doing that cover of If I Can Dream and Doja Cat with the sampling of Vegas. So they're, yeah, I, I feel like, um, you know. He's getting his props. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Muti, that segment was for you if you happen to be listening. <laughs> it's right. like, you're going to talk about Elvis today. And I'm like, am I going to talk about Elvis? Of course. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. Well, it was a very emotional night for Better Call Saul fans. The uh, season six, the finale, it's done, completely over, was last night, and it did not disappoint. It was, I was crying my eyes out. Serious? I love it when they end right. It really really did. It, It started with a light. And it ended with a light. And that's all I'm going to say. That's not a spoiler. And when I say a light, I mean a cigarette lighter. Oh, hi. It just, um, it was so well written. And the evolution of Better Call, you know, of Saul Goodman and Jimmy Gim- Gil, uh, Jimmy, um, what the heck is this? Jimmy McGill. Not Jimmy. Cricket. Jimmy McGill is mm-hmm. uh, who he is before he comes um, Saul Goodman. It just was Wonderful, and the people that showed up uh, in last night's episode, and I think I really, I really hope Rhea Seahorn, who played uh, Kim Wexler, um, I hope she gets some Emmy love. She is nominated, but it was just Chef's Kiss. Really, really. Poignant. I haven't watched one episode. Uh, How many years has it six, been on? Though it was six seasons. six seasons. Okay, six seasons, and it was just a. One of those shows Casey and I just watched every Monday night after Breaking Bad was off the air and this came back. And it was like, oh, is this going to be good? We loved Saul Goodman's character. He was such a character. Yes. 
Bob Odenkirk, and I believe he's won an Emmy or two for playing uh, Saul, but they all watched the finale together, the whole cast. Oh. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, it was really, really, really well done. And, yeah, very satisfying. And that was on AMC. Yes. So yeah. I'm I'm just wondering if you can even well AMC on demand there mm-hmm. you go mm-hmm. if you have it, it and, was, and Holly you've tapped in and out of that show a little bit you didn't yeah I would be in the room when other people were watching it and what I watched of it I very much enjoyed but mm-hmm. I wasn't a dedicated Monday night viewer of Better Call Got Saul it. Yeah. it was just quite a ride quite oh, a ride man. it was really good it was just I just looked at Casey and I'm like I'm gonna cry. You're gonna miss him. Oh yeah, it was just it was just such such. I mean, n- now Vince Gilligan has Is that got the creator? two. Yeah, he's got two of probably the top ten TV shows of all time: Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. You know, The Wire would be in there, Sopranos, right? Those two definitely because it. This, this is story. Us. <laughs> yeah, this story was so nuanced and layered in the way. I, I have no idea how the writers kept track of. What is the story we're telling right. and how they're showing? It. I mean, it just blew. Just, just uh, yeah. I don't. I have not read anything um, negative. No, they, I've read to everyone was positive, really, like perfect ending. It blah, was, blah blah. Yeah, it was satisfying. Um, a couple things we posted TV wise. We're getting our first look at Wednesday, which is Tim Burton's take on um, the Gomez family. Catherine Zeta Jones is Morticia. And Louise Guzman is Gomez. And um, the story follows Wednesday. And it's going to be... And that's the daughter, right? That's the daughter. And it's going to be um, Jenny Ortega is playing uh, Wednesday. And uh, Isaac Ordinez is playing Pugsley. And Tim Burton is directing four of the eight episodes. And it's his first foray into uh, television. And it's uh, a sleuthing, supernaturally infused mystery where Wednesday, we're going to hear Wednesday, Wednesday's story about why she's so obsessed with blood and gore and kind of all this sort of thing. And it's um, it, uh, Tim Burton said he wanted the creative aesthetic to resemble more of the Charles Adams cat cartoons, which always had Gomez being shorter than Morticia yes. versus the suave Raul Julia we see in the movies. So, Anyway, I actually think I would watch this. I do too. I mean, would you watch this, Holly? Yeah, yeah. I would watch I, it. Same. When is this, when does this? Oh, we don't even know. It's just they just are introducing us to the people. We don't know when it hits. Yeah, we don't know when that, it. That that actually looks pretty good to me. Doesn't it? Yes. It's Netflix is okay. what it's going to be on, and it's going to be, um, you know, the Adams family and all their gothic glory. Yes. Well, so, I think that sounds like a fun one. Yeah, she's going to master her emerging psychic ability, thwart a monstrous killing spree, and solve the supernatural mystery that embroiled her parents, all while navigating being in this girls' school. Well, it kind of sounds like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, yes, it does, kind of, but Adam's it? Family version. But Adam's Family version. That's so anyway, this is the first photo. So we posted that. If you're a Cobra Kai fan, season five, they put out a little teaser trailer for us, which, uh, you know, um, that's kind of a cute show. You know, it's set 30 years after the event of the 84 all karate tournament that was in Karate Kid. And then we got the news today that Bravo 
has partnered with um, an African entertainment company, and we are now going to have, whether or not we see them here, but they are allowing the Real Housewives franchise to be filmed by this production company, and they're going to film in Nairobi and South Africa. I love it. So I don't know if we'll ever see any of this. You know, I don't know um, if they're just doing this because maybe with the interest in Dubai. Well, Dubai took off. It did, but it doesn't have the buzz, you know. Um, Brittany and I were talking about it. Like, we can watch it a day, a week later, whereas, it's, like, Beverly Hills, we want to see right, it right away. Right. You know, I was doing, I was being you the other night, Sunday afternoon, watching Chris Riemann Schneider and Ross Rayla, um live tweet about the metal band thing oh. at the U.S. Bank Stadium. I was laughing so hard because I was thinking because that's what you like to do with housewives and, and concerts. And, I do like and concerts, too. but I've never whoever Vince is for um, who the lead singer. Oh, I've, Vince Neal for Motley oh, Crue. He yeah, you couldn't call it singing. Oh, I no. laughed so hard. And Chris Reeves, would someone please watch the stage and take over the singing? I mean, I their tweets. Between the two of them were so hysterical. Yeah, apparently the highlight was, well, Joan Jett was the highlight. She yes. made 45 minutes, but she and came poise, out at, Poison. And Poison, because they have all four of their leads, and Brett Michaels can still sing. Yeah, but honestly, the <laughs> it, I've never, because you, Lori always uses, does this, Holly, and I don't know if you do this, you live watch the tweeting while TV shows are going on, because you do that with The Bachelorette. I do. I've never spent that much time with it, but I was, I get a kick their out of comments were hysterical. Oh, yes. I, I was following Ross Rahalia when he was reviewing the Lumineers at the XL Energy oh, yes. Center. Oh, yes, was another one. Week. That yes. was hysterical. Yeah. He is... Hey-ho! Yeah, he's very... <laughs> he's you know, so snarky and funny. He's very funny, and, you know, um, like, he's just quick with his thoughts like that, which I, I think, um, you know, I appreciate that as someone who wants to just go along to the concert while not being at the concert. Yeah. Oh, gosh, Lori was funny. So, because Raymond Schneider was like, um, here's a picture of the building I'm going to be in, because he covered Jack White, played at the Armory, but no phones were allowed. Right, and he said it was the best one yet. Yeah. I really, I have never, Lori and I thought, oh, Lori, I get why you like doing this, because it's really, it's fun. You feel like you're there. I felt like I was there, but didn't have to be there. Didn't have to be there. Right. You got to have right. all the all the good bits, all the funny bits, the funny. snarky bits. It was funny. And then that, that epic um, photo fail last week about um, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with Melissa Etheridge where Sutton Stack leg was like Captain Hook's peg leg. Did you see that picture? Mm-mm. Oh, it is unbelievable. It was another just horrible... Photoshop fail? Ho- horrible. Her leg looked like a... Oh, a well, horse I, A horse leg. It was I got this- an update on homeless but not toothless, the charity... <laughs> Okay, apparently the homeless but not toothless charity that Dorit said Sharon Stone told her about has some sketchy stories surrounding it as far as um, an organization. Like they do some good work, but maybe they're doing laundering too. What kind of work does this organization do? They fix homeless Homeless people's people's teeth. teeth. Mm. Give them, you know, whatever they might need or whatever. But it's arguably the worst named charity out there. Yeah, it doesn't exactly explain what they, no, what they and do. No, and just... Kathy Hilton called it homeless and toothless. That's what she kept calling it. Was, it. it was really... It's that terrible. show, I, they're going to have some big... They're going to have a big revamp. 
I think. I think so too. Yeah. Um, did we all watch Ryan Murphy's feud with Betty about Betty Davis? And you didn't watch all I of it. Started. And who was our other lady in it? Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. So the next Ryan Murphy feuds, we know what it's going to be. Okay. And it is going to, the second season of Feud will focus on the high society queens of New York, known as Truman Capote's Swans. Oh, the Swans. Swans. Now that would be good. Yeah, That would be good to watch. And um, Truman liked to call these women as swans because they glided and gilded around New York City Mm -hmm. and... um, uh, the only way he can outdo, he felt, these doing these two true icons of old Hollywood is to go to the other side of the country when the East Coast was ruled by the high society uh, ladies and all the galas and fabulous balls. So it'll feature, um, someone will play um, Jackie Kennedy's sister, Lee. Mm-hmm. Raswell. Yes, Raswell. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. And also Babe Paley. Mm-hmm. Um, Naomi Watts is going to play Babe Paley, who was married to the guy who ran CBS for years and years. And she was a former Vogue staffer known for, you know, like her style. And, mm-hmm. and then, um, so that's the only one I know that's been cast is uh, CZ Guest will be portrayed Slim Keith. Is another uh, person. She was. Um, she had a lot. She was married to Howard Hawks, and she was chased by Clark Gable and Ernest Hemingway. So there's a lot of, lot of good. Oh no, I think I think this one sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. It's going to and filming Ryan... is starting in September in New York City. Okay. And Gus Van Sant will direct the series. I'm here for this. I I like this one a lot. Yeah, I do I like this one a lot. All right. Well, that is what we have for TV. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we come back, well, I don't know how we're going to not have this 21-year age gap relationship to kick around anymore, but we're going to try. Florence Pugh is on, she's covering the September uh, uh, issue of uh, Harper's Bazaar. And um, it just came out today. And... She has a bone to pick. Well, first of all, she lets us know that she... She's an actress. Yes, but she and Zach Braff have broken up. Mm -hmm. She told Bazaar um, they had been linked since 2019. And she said, we've been trying to do this separation without the world knowing because it's been a relationship that everyone has an opinion on. Mm-hmm. We just felt something like this would really do us the benefit of not having millions of people telling us how happy they are that we're not together. So we've dumped that. We've d- done that. And so they broke up earlier this winter. And I, we knew about it because they have not co-starred on right. each other's Instagram right, right, right. in, a, in a few months. Yep. So anyway, she was always very, very sensitive about the age difference because she's 26. He was 47 when they ended their relationship. And so, you know, people were Judge Judy about, you know, yelling at her. Um, but there's just so few age gap relationships in Hollywood to mock. Well, right. You know, but anyways. With two famous people. Yeah. And um, so anyway, so they, they broke up. And then also, um, you know, she, you know, she's like, I don't like all these nosy people being in my business. And. As professional nosy people, we take exception to that, Julia. But yes, they did break up. I'm glad 
that they broke up. Why? Um, they, she can do better. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll just put it that way. She can do better. Florence is absolutely, she's 20. You know, they just, she can do better. I, I just felt that. She can do better than Zach Braff. All I right. don't know why. He just seems like a bro ho. Oh, gosh. Okay. I love it. All right. And then she also. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This is a bone to pick with us because she um, does not want us to talk about um, the Harry Styles sex scene. And remember... In May, when she's the trailer, in the movie, Don't, Don't Worry, Worry Darling. Darling, that's going to premiere at the Venice Film Festival at the end of the month. That's right. And that when that trailer dropped uh-huh. in May, and it looked like this weird psychological thriller, kind of the Stepford Wives meets slightly UFO y, mm-hmm. you know, kind of an alien thing. But we saw two brief scenes of Harry Styles going downtown on Florence's character very briefly, and she shut down Bazaar. And she said, um, she said, when it's, I'm not going to talk about the sex scenes because it's not why we do it. It's not why I'm in this industry. Well, what's interesting about that is that, okay, good. Okay. And Chris Pine is in this movie too. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. The thing that I don't understand is then um, she should have, the publicist for the movie should have been saying, this is what we're highlighting in the um the trailer that we're sending out to the world to get interest in this and um you just whatever you don't need to comment but you don't need to negatively comment because she also said something yeah. about her feelings about being in this movie um with um and you probably just said this Lori about how you know I'm um when it's reduced to your sex scenes or to watch the most famous man in the world which I know you just said which is Harry Styles yes. It's like she's taking exception to the only reason people are going to come to the movie is because Harry Styles in it. The only reason this is interesting is because it's Harry Styles. She's not um, giving Olivia Wilde any creative like the director. This was the director's thing. I mean, she really she has her just her. She's just got some her. She's just got her arms in the air about being and promoting this movie. Yeah. It's like she hates it and she's in it and she's in it and she looks like. She's the star of it. Uh, exactly. And, and Olivia Wilde is in it. And because Olivia... Olivia Wilde and Harry started their affair during the filming of yes. this. She she used to be good friends with Olivia and Ted Lasso. Yes. And her and Zach, Zach Braff. Braff. And yes. so she just took an exception. But I don't know why she's saying any of this out loud. I, I don't either. She's in got like five Bizarre. films in post-production right now. Yeah, she's, she's filming. She's so busy. 
And Olivia has spoken about how intentional she was with every six sex scene she has in the movie as far as what she's what she's messaging with that. So already you have the director and the star both completely contradicting each other. Right. Florence is just mad at anyone who wants to ask her about the sex scenes in Harry Styles. And Olivia is like, I was very deliberate to put a female gaze on this, like basically this utopian experimental community story that she's telling that seems kind of sci-fi and um, it takes place in the fifties, right? And the sex is a big part of the story. Yeah, I don't. I don't. She's going to have to come up with better answers. She, she right? really is, because Venice is. You know, it's August thirty first. It's all going to start, and they're all going to be together. And I don't. I just don't know why she's. She, first of all, I feel like she's just sensitive. I mean, she took exception to someone said your breast didn't look good in a dress. I, we, she was sensitive about the Zach right. Braff, and you know what? I don't I know mean, if it was the age so much as I just think I don't, I don't, I don't get him. But why is she so sensitive I about everything? I don't know, but she doesn't. If anyone runs into her, just uh, don't ask about um, having sex with Harry Styles. Sure. How much fun was it to have sex, sex with Harry Styles in a movie set? I mean, did you love it? Was it a blast? <laughs> that must have been amazing. I think she'd hit you. No, those are not the things to say to her if you run into Florence Pugh. And she's a brilliant actress. I just don't know why she's so, you said it earlier today, prickly. She's very prickly. She's just prickly. Mm -hmm. And and Holly, did you guys on Cobra have any other thoughts about this? Why you think she's so prickly? Well, it's exactly what you said, Julia, where the prickliness probably comes from the fact that there are feelings be- about the relationship of Livia Wilde and Harry Styles. Something happened on the set of that movie that Get Florence Pugh. Yeah. Thank you. And Get also, over it. of course, we want to see the sex scene. Of yes. Of course. Yes. It's not beneath you, Florence Pugh. It's plenty that you knew what was happening before you took the job. Yeah. Right. And also, <laughs> we also don't get to see movies. Portray where, where women are where being women, pleasured. Yes, we and don't. In the fifties, no less. And in the fifties, yeah. no less. So that is kind of like a, that's that's why I think she was being so deliberate with wanting to show this Olivia right. Wilde as as the filmmaker and stuff. So it is an interesting uh, choice that she's getting so angry about this. But she gets very mad. Like she would yell at people on Instagram for. You know, talking about her age difference, yell at her for paparazzi pictures. Uh, we, we we didn't sign up for a reality show, so she's just having trouble um, with, with her fame. With her fame, yes, yes. at the age of twenty six, and it's about to explode. She with, has so many other things yes. coming out, and she's such a great actress, and she looks gorgeous. And this on movie's the film. going to Venice, and is also the Toronto Film Festival. Well, I'll be curious who she stands next to. Will it be Chris Pine or will it be Harry Styles? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not going to be Olivia Wilde. I can tell you <laughs> that. And apparently, um, she is because Olivia and Jason were engaged the whole time. Basically, they were together. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry if you haven't bothered getting married. Married after seven years and two children. It's, Does it count as an engagement or I know, just that's a long on you. It's a place partnership. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like just well, a title. Yeah. You know, don't get too but she felt that they they were together and it put her in an uncomfortable position. Yeah. And that might yeah. be some I feel like there should be a counseling session before this 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 group goes on the red carpet. Oh, for sure. I feel like counseling should happen. Yeah, and she said, I don't want to be discussing this because this movie is bigger and better than that. 
And the people who made it are bigger and better than that. Okay. Than that discussion. Okay, but you know what? Thanks for asking me that question. I can't wait to see the movie. It is that and so much more. Go, I mean, Julia. please. Yeah. Please. It's Harry Styles. I know, but we are sorry. interested. Sorry. Sorry that he's sorry, not sorry. <laughs> is our person happy for winning those tickets? Very. Very. Megan's oh, going. All right. That's